When Brenda first asked me to speak at MOPS, I wasn't quite sure. Most of you know me. Some know me well, others not. Could I really do this? Could I really stand before my friends, my sisters, and share my very vulnerable heart? I spent a lot of time in prayers and discussion. I felt that the topic of hope was most appropriate for us to tie up this season of mops. And so I told Brenda, hope. Hope has been my song, my strength, my promise. If I could share one message with you to carry forward, to hide deep in the crevices of your hearts for the moments when life feels like it's all too much to bear, because one day it will be, it's hope. As moms, we hope for a lot of things. I hope my kids don't get sick from your kids in childcare or school or the nursery. (laughs) I hope for a good vacation and a good summer free from broken bones or too many accidents. Maybe you hope the baby doesn't blow out his diaper in the middle of the grocery store the same day you forgot the diaper bag at home. Or you hope, please, dear Lord in heaven, let my children sleep through the ever-loving night just this once. But we hope for a lot of more things, don't we? We hope the cancer diagnosis isn't going to mean the end. We hope our children won't suffer at the hands of bullies as they walk out of our care and into the school. Or worse, we hope our child isn't the bully. We hope they grow to be responsible, kind, contributing members of society who love Jesus and carry his words and work into their lives. And if I'm being honest, I kind of hate this. Not hope, but the story that brought me to it. It's been a growing process for me. Many of you have said to me, you're so strong, you're doing so well. Can I let you in on a little secret? Pain comes with a price tag. I never wanted this platform. I never wanted to write a blog, a book, start a podcast. But I stand before you now as a woman who once desired nothing more than to be quiet, to honor her husband, to serve her family. And sometimes things change. And I believe that if we seek God in our daily lives, in our struggles, in our trials, He honors that. I never wanted this. I never wanted to stand before a group of women and tell you about my broken, wounded heart, my broken marriage. I never imagined I would be the brave one to do half the things I've done in the last year of my life, to meet some of the people and make some of the friends that I have. I would never be the one to step out in faith and say yes to the crazy dreams. But I do believe that when we choose God, when we seek him over and over and over in the good and in the bad and in the mundane, sometimes God changes the desires of our hearts when we honor him first. So here I am with a desire to speak to your mama hearts today, knowing that there is probably more than one of you in a silent struggle, in a wounded place. I don't know what those are, but I do know that it used to be me sitting in those chairs, at those tables, in this very room. And I pray today that God will give me the words to meet you, to speak grace right where you are to your weary heart. And if you're here and you're not in a troubled place and life is grand, then I pray that you will tuck these reminders away in your heart because we are promised tribulation in this world and your time, it will come. 
Romans 12, 12, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. After a few weeks, Brenda came to me again. This time, she told me she wanted me to tell my story. (laughs) I was a lot less sure of this. Only a handful of you know the gruesome details of my broken marriage, and that will remain. But after many more prayers and counsel with some people much wiser than myself, I believe that God allowed his story to be written on my heart for a purpose. God isn't in the business of wasting things. I believe that he doesn't just cause things to happen in our lives, but I do believe that he will allow them to pass his throne for several reasons. One, maybe the sharpening of our faith. Two, for the chance to further our relationship with him and draw into deeper communion with him and other believers. Three, the opportunity that any or all of our experience here in this world might further his kingdom for his glory, not our own, not mine. And so my sisters, my tribe, my prayers for you and for me as I studied, I prepared, I prayed, and I practiced to speak to your hearts tonight is that even if my story is so far from yours, if your brokenness or shame that you carry is much different than mine, whether it be in a broken childhood, a failed marriage, an unexpected death, grief, illness, betrayal now or down the road, I pray that tonight you find promises of hope wherever you are right now and tuck them away for whatever trials you might face on this journey towards home. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. John 16, 33. It was 2016. I was hanging on by a thread. I was buying time as a part-time working parent. My then-husband's feelings of my being at home with my babies had shifted. It was made very clear that my job of being wife, mother, homemaker was no longer enough. But I kept on. He had severed ties with his extended family, and by midsummer, had begun the process of cutting ties with mine. Later, I would learn to recognize this for exactly what it was. Isolation. But I continued on, trying, fighting, pleading with the Lord to heal my marriage. The people I loved and I longed to spend time with were no longer acceptable or worthwhile in his eyes. I continued pressing forward, doing what I knew I was meant to do. My best. My best at being friend. My best at being wife, mother, homemaker. My best at being a Christian. And so, I clung to the cross. I continued in my Bible studies and memorizing scriptures and constant prayer, even when he ridiculed me. My prayers begged, Lord, change me, change him, change us. But in my own home, behind closed doors, I had never felt so alone, isolated, confused, and even scared. Still, I had the promise of hope. It hung in the air on my darkest of days, and it secured me in the weeping that consumed my nights. I knew God was good. I knew he was with me in the fire. I knew he was going to save my husband from this disdain and rescue my marriage. My days looked like cleaning houses, taking care of a five and a two-year-old, and walking on eggshells. I lived in denial, denial that I was being the constant victim of several forms of abuse. I spent the evenings tucking my girls into bed and falling asleep with them, just so I could avoid the wrath of the man I had come to realize would never love me in return the way I loved him. 
Still, hope remained. I had hope for a fresh start, hope for forgiveness and grace and healing, hope in my Savior for whatever my future held. I spent my quiet moments in reflection with Jesus. My war room was my shower. Whether it was early morning before my babies woke, or late after everyone in the house was asleep, before the anxiety of the day began, or after the wrath had taken its toll on my heart and soul. In the shower, I would find myself on my knees, soaked in tears running down, washed away before anyone had time to notice. Still, my hands would find their way to their highest point of praise. I had hope. Hope within the panic attacks that began getting stronger and stronger. Hope in the truth that I knew in my heart when lies were being wielded toward me. Hope that God would fix it all. He would take this. He would make it all stop. He would use our story for his glory. He would save us. But God's plan was not my own. I hoped for stability. I hoped for peace. And by end of December, my hope shifted. I found myself hoping for an end to the pain that my girls and I were living in. I wasn't as strong or as healthy or as capable to carry that cross as my mind and emotions had once told me they were. My own emotional and physical health was declining. Something had to change. But never did I anticipate the change that would come. It was never going to be me. Be careful when you utter those kinds of words, my friends. The devil has a way of challenging them. But hope? Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. 2017 can be summed up into one dirty, disgusting word. Divorce. By late February, the week before my 30th birthday, I had previously dreamed of spending in Nashville with my dear friends, would rather be spent in and out of attorneys' offices. Every day was the hardest day. We didn't even have cake that year. The thought of celebrating anything hurt me too much. My soul was crushed from the tragedy of what was happening and the disappointment of what had become my life. The gig was up. The cycle of abuse that had been my life was now known to my family, my friends, my church. I had no secrets. And at this point, my girls and I had been living with my parents since mid-December. I spent the first few weeks post-separation in intense Christian counseling and drowning in my own tears. My nights were spent in deep Bible study with my best friends. They poured their love into me and spoke truth to my weary and broken heart. This is why a tribe is important. These are the reasons we find ourselves in constant communion with Christ. Because sister, when you hit rock bottom, you realize he is the rock at the bottom. Life was not what it was supposed to be. It was not going to be like this. Through it all, I knew I had one job, and that was to cling to Christ. When I had nothing left, no home, no money, no husband, I still had it all. I had Jesus. I had faith. I had hope. And even when it hurt to smile, my heart was drowning in love. I had never been more complete. I spent the entire year in a literal fight for life, my daughter's lives, months in and out of meetings with attorneys and mediations and court counselors who all think they have a right to know what's best for your children, and they've never even met them. I had to learn how to stand up and fight and fighting is not in my DNA. I had to access a side of my personality that I should never have had to tap into. It was never meant to be this way. But God, 
He is good all the time. That whole year felt like a blur, walking into the courthouse as two people and walking out as one. It felt like a death. Through it all, I knew one thing, that God gave me these children, just like God gave you your children, to raise in His admonition. It was my job to raise them for Him. And so again, I found myself in hope. With my family and friends, my prayer warriors, together, we prayed for the miracle of custody. I prayed day in and day out, and I begged God for His will. How could this possibly be right? When it was hardest, when my heart cracked a little more, when I found myself confused, belittled, betrayed, and right where the devil wanted me, just when he thought he had me, I lifted my tired eyes and my heavy hands to our Father, Abba. Because the truth is, none of us are ever too far from grace. No matter what pain you're in, what heartbreak comes your way, what forgiveness you are needing or wrongs you have caused, whatever shame you're bearing, His mercies are new every morning, and you are never too far from the tangible presence of grace. I remember someone apologizing to me that I had to live out the finality of this tragedy in the days and weeks before Christmas. What a terrible time to finalize the darkness that is divorce. But a sermon from our pastor changed my perspective. It was in the darkness of the world that Jesus was born, a light in the dark. If there was any time on our calendar for my brokenness to have its day, Christmas would be the best time. A reminder to my weary heart that it was in the darkest of days that Jesus was born. A light given to the loneliest of nights. A reminder that there is no night, no struggle, no broken, too much for Jesus to handle. He was here and he was the light. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it. I walked into that courthouse broken and weary, but not without hope. And just mere days before Christmas, after being told over and over and over that it would never happen, God fulfilled his promise to me and granted me full custody of my daughters. And so I remind you, there is no night too dark for hope. 2018 began with a new title, Single Mom. The shame that comes with that namesake bears the resemblance to a scarlet letter. This was my new reality, and so the process of restoration began. I buried my nose further into the promises that God has written in His Word. I spent my spare time reading, journaling, and in constant meditation with Jesus. Be it carpooling, working, writing, dreaming, it was in pursuit of the will that God would have for me. I challenge you, friends, to do the same. Find yourself in relationship with the Creator. Find yourself in communion with Him, not when everything falls apart before. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. 2018 started as a year of slow growth. I thought it was going to be painful. I thought it was going to be long and dreary and filled with the kind of rain that never ends as we wait for the rainbow at the end of a very long storm, but it wasn't. In fact, it was kind of amazing. God started talking back in still small ways, asking me now to obey him and step out in faith that was flourishing. Our relationship grew and grew and blossomed in ways that I never before had imagined. He began giving me words that flooded my heart. I would write them down and sometimes share them. He asked me to step out in faith and before I knew what was happening, 
articles were being published, a book was being written, and my family was stepping back saying, wait a minute, you did this? (laughs) Adventures were given to me and friendships were forged that still caused me to wonder, why me? But then I remember that God's goodness and sense of humor, they're just facets of his being. He delights in our joy and our peace because he created those too. He allowed me the opportunity to walk out of the fire, but the beauty of it, he never stopped holding my hand. He was there before I knew my circumstances were changing. He was there when my trials were refining and weighing on me. He was there when my heart was broken and beaten. He was there as I stood ashamed at the brokenness of my life, but he had always carried all of that for me. And he's already carried all of that for you. He was there when he asked me to write down some words. He was there when I obeyed and submitted them. He was there waiting for me six months later to find out that they were already published. And he's with you, sister, right now in the early moments, in the dark, sleepless nights, in the tiresome, mundane days. He's with you in the doctor's office when the diagnosis is not what you want to hear. He's with you as you fight for your marriage, as you fight for your child's soul when they rebel. He's with you as you grieve the loss of family or friendship, but he does want you to hope. Have faith that is rooted in the words breathed out by God and hope that in all things, he is completing a good work. I know a lot of you. I know your names, your husband's names, but I don't know what you face when you leave here. I don't know what you face when you go home, when you graduate mops, when you live your daily lives, but Jesus does. And he's behind you and he's with you and he's in front of you and nothing is hidden from him. And I hope that you remember these promises remain. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. How thankful I would grow to be for my scars. They would be used to show me the unconditional love of our Father. If you're longing for a hope that sustains, consider this your invitation to draw near. For the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, there is the bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So what does my story look like now? It looks like continued restoration. It feels like the sun on my face as Jesus reminds me that before any human man could ever wish to love me, he loved me first. He loves me most, and he will love me last. His love doesn't come with a prenuptial agreement or warranty for when conditional love runs out. There is nothing you or I could ever do to make him stop loving us. It's taken me a while to find myself in thankfulness for my scars, but the truth is those wounds were the very catapult that thrust me deeper to the foot of the cross. That brokenness was carried into the darkness of the tomb, but my heart and your story was made whole with the resurrection of Jesus and him. We are complete. So what's next? I hope that God continues to surprise me and my girls with whatever he has for our future but I hope that we're fulfilled in him first. I hope that in all my faults and all my brokenness and all the weary that comes with being a single mom, that he uses this story to encourage you. I hope that whatever your heart is feeling, 
Whatever the world holds for you when you walk outside these doors and into your homes and into your schools and into your play dates, that you will choose Jesus before everything falls apart and when everything falls apart. Because, and I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. I hope that you will remember now and forever that he is always good. And when you are found in him, you are always enough. Pray with me. Father, I don't know what trials and tribulations each woman, mother, friend in this room might be facing or might face down the road, but we come to you and desire for hope for your truths, that you would instill the promises of hope that are found in your words. Father, speak grace to our hearts, truth in our ears, and walk with us in and out of our struggles. We thank you for your continued presence, for never forsaking us, for your guidance and your overflowing love. Help us to walk in alignment with your will, even when it's hard, Father. In your son's name, amen.